Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Today's episode is sponsored by my 7-Day Bloated to Beautiful Challenge. If you want to overcome bloating, then sign up to get my tips, tricks and recipes to feel your best and look your best as we head into 2021. Now today's episode is a little bit more nerdy than usual, so ladies, hold on to your hats, remember to hit save and subscribe so that you remember to listen to this one on repeat, okay? You may need to go back over it and I guess take some notes or if you've got your own stool testing, pull that up and listen to what I've got to say. So today we're going to look at using stool testing to identify and correct some root causes that are within your gut. Now I carry on a lot about the root cause behind your IBS, bloating, stomach pain and how the gut is cornerstone to every other interaction in your body. So today I want to unpack some of these root causes and how exactly we test for them. When a client comes to me and they present with gastrointestinal symptoms, so GI symptoms, I always take a step back to the beginning and look for predisposing factors. So when we have an initial consult, I start looking at, okay, what was your health history? What was your, you know, is there family medical history? What was your mother's health like when she was pregnant with you? What was it like when she gave birth to you? What was it like while she was pregnant? These things are all really, really important factors to consider when we're talking about your microbiome. I want to look at your medical history. I want to know if you've had surgery. Is there scar tissues? Is there things that could be impacting on your colon because of the organ placement? Have you taken antibiotics? Have you taken birth control? We know that both of these have a really big impact on leaky gut lining. Now, when we're looking for things that have damaged the leaky gut lining, antibiotics and birth control are big ones, but really any kind of medication does play a role on disrupting those cells that should be nice and tight within your gut wall. I want to know about your diet. I want to have a sneak peek of a three-day food diary so that I have some idea of what's been going on. But I also want to unpack that. Is you know when did you take this food diary? Are these regular foods that you eat? Are you eating muesli bars every day that you think are really healthy but actually loaded with soy proteins and sugar and processed grains and you know. Um, Usually they have three or four forms of sugar in it. So I want to pull that apart and have a look. I want to know what you're eating for breakfast. Are you eating a lot of raw foods? Are you eating a lot of smoothies? So all these things tell me, okay, well, you're running to the toilet or you're constipated. Is that is there a bacterial imbalance or is it just poor digestion? Are you eating too much? Are you having too many liquids with, food, with meals? All these things are really, really important factors to consider. 
I also want to know about your exercise regime. What are you doing? How much are you doing? Are you overworking your body? Are you refueling properly? Are you not moving enough? Are you too stagnant? I want to know about your stress. Are you stressed? Is it just internal stress, constipation, bloating, gas, those things? Or is there external stress going on? Family, school, studies, finances, boyfriends, girlfriends, this, that. There are so many different factors to consider when it comes to stress. Are you taking time out? There's so many research links between IBS and stress that this is something that we really, really need to pull apart and make sure that we are addressing. I want to know if you've had any viruses and whether these impact your immune system. So have you had glandular fever, Epsom Barr virus, Ross River? There's lots of factors here that we need to consider to think about, hey, okay, you have, that means your immune's been compromised. If it's been compromised, have you picked up parasites? What's been going with pathogen overgrowth then? And then another area that I lastly want to touch on briefly is allergies. Do you have food allergies? Do you have um, sensitivity to things in the air? Do you get hay fever, chemical sensitivities? Because again, these are indicators, the indicators of candida, the indicators of high histamine or do I have a lot of bacteria overgrowth that's causing this histamine imbalance so it's just a whirlwind so when like I said when you're presenting with these gastrointestinal symptoms I do start to look for root causes straight up from the get-go so they're giving me insight into your gut barrier integrity are you at risk of leaky gut so once you develop leaky gut from any of those above causes, we then need to consider root causes that are actually giving you the stomach pain or the bloating or the indigestion. So some of these more root causes that I talk about a lot are things like parasites, specifically blastocystis hominis or dimatius fragilis. Uh, they are so we call um, blasto and defrag. Um, candida is a massive one as well. So yeast overgrowths can be really prevalent in those with leaky gut. Bacteria overgrowth, fermentation of food, bloating, distension. All these things might be the reason that you're getting stomach pain. So why do you get bloated? Like I said before, the bacteria, low stomach acid. You may not be breaking down your food properly, poor digestion. Okay, poor digestion because you've got low good bacteria. Low good bacteria means you can't outsource your digestion to your bacteria and therefore things like garlic, onions, gluten, legumes, soy, dairy, they're all really, really hard for your body to break down on their own. So how do we know if you have any of those above? So the first sort of indicators you give me, okay, I've been on antibiotics, I've been on the birth control, I'm really stressed with work, my diet's a bit hit and miss, or my diet's really good, but I'm still having all these gut issues. How do I know if I've got parasites, candida, bacteria? Do I just treat them and see if my symptoms clear up? Now, the first thing you always do is the foundational changes. And I do this in my 12-week program where we go through and we address these triggers and we move the inflammatory foods first to make sure that it's not just a food giving you the trigger, which just means we need to work on the leaky gut lining. Now, if you go through the foundational changes and then you find that by changing your diet, by eating really well, by you know, stress reduction, 
uh, all those things, you then find that you're still having these gut symptoms, then we want to look at stool testing. So someone who's had chronic ongoing IBS or constipation for years, we then go, hey, you know what? We need to understand what exactly is in your gut and why this is happening. So like I said, those foundational changes first, you want to go through six to eight weeks like you're doing my program, remove those inflammatory foods, increase your whole foods, then add in some supportive supplements. They're just going to help with digestion, okay? So just help you break down your food properly while we suss out what exactly is going on. This could look like digestive enzymes, a little bit of liver support, a bit of hormonal support, because often when there's gut stuff going on, there's nearly always hormonal and period things going on. Like I've talked about before, gut is the, the bottom of the pyramid and your hormones, specifically your sex hormones, are right at the top. You also want to address foundational changes like your stress reduction. Are you giving aside time for yourself? Are you meditating? Are you belly breathing? Are you walking? Are you doing yoga? Are you doing those things that are really important and balancing out your stress state? You also want to look at uh, a little bit of hormonal support. Why are you doing these foundational changes? Exercise support, exercise changes pre and probiotics, adrenal support and thyroid support. So all these different areas you can support through nutrition, through your lifestyle, through a few little supplements, some herbs, some teas, so that you can just calm everything down. Then you can go, hey, I'm trying all these things, but nothing's working. I've tried so many different diets, supplements, I'm not going anywhere. Then you want to get some stool testing done. Okay, so this is something that I do with women who work with me one-on-one -on -one over three months because you need a minimum of three months to start making changes. Sometimes it takes longer, sometimes it takes six months to a year, sometimes it only takes three months and then we can jump straight into your hormones. It just depends on what shows up on your GI map. So a GI map is a comprehensive stool test. So it's pretty easy to conduct. I order it through Nutripath Labs. It actually gets posted to you in the mail. Once you have it, you're just doing a stool sample. You're posting that back off. And then we usually get your results within two to three weeks. Once your results are in, we can then go, hey, all right, what's going on? What's in there? Now, when I work with women one-on-one, -on -one, I do touch in with them every fortnight just so that you have that stress reduction support, that food support, any dietary changes and things. You can bounce off me and we can make sure that even while we're waiting for your GI map results or once you've got your GI map results, you've got that continual ongoing support. So the GI map, like I said, turn around a couple of weeks. What do we do once we've got it? So... We go through together on Zoom and we'll share screen and we'll go through all your different um, indicators on there that might be significant of, hey, something's going on within your gut. So the things that I'm looking for are what I call GRT, so gastrointestinal functional markers. So I'm looking for inflammation in the gut, specifically in the large intestine. I'm looking if there's any blood, if there's any mucus. I'm looking at your sick IgA, so I'm looking at your immune response within your gut. We know that so much of your immune is based in your gut, so I want to know what exactly is going on with your immune response. Is it high? Is it low? 
underactive, overactive, because it's all indicators as to whether you're fighting something or have been fighting something. I'm looking at your leaky gut marker. So again, how much damage has been done. I'm looking at beta-glucuronidase. I'm looking at how you're metabolizing estrogen. Are you binding it up and getting rid of it out the body or is it being reabsorbed? I'm looking at your reaction to gluten and I'm looking at fat digestion in the stools. So there is a lot going on there, okay? I want to know all these different functional markers. I can see how well is your body actually functioning. Is it functioning as well as it should be or is it underactive? Is it overactive? Is it in a fight or flight state? Okay, this is giving us so much information. Then secondly, we go and look at any parasites that are in the stool. So it picks up a large range of different parasites and worms. It also picks up bacterial pathogens. So things that you know shouldn't be in your stool like E. coli, salmonella, as well as like I said those parasites earlier, defrag, blasto, these things which could be attributing to your leaky gut because they're so large in comparison to your immune cells. We then go on and look at your bacterial overgrowth, so your good bacteria and what we call your opportunistic bacteria. So where there's opportunity, this bacteria then grows. A bit like yeast, where there's opportunity, yeast would be growing. So yes, we need to rebalance the yeast, but why is there yeast in the first place? Is it because you've got some parasites? Okay, why do you have parasites in the first place? Is it because you've got leaky gut and your body is so stressed? Okay, where is the stress coming from? So it's all tied into each other. It's a holistic whole body approach. So once you have that, where do we start? Well, I always start with uh, the rebalancing of the good to bad bacteria. So sometimes that means taking antimicrobial herbs to balance out that bacteria. It also may mean taking antimicrobials to remove those uh, parasites out the body. They are quite significant, like I said, quite large. So parasites are always first, then we look at that bacteria, then we look at that yeast, okay? Because by the time you get to the yeast, usually it's gone. If it's taking 60 to 90 days, or we say around that for a parasite, it might be less if we go on a specific antibiotic for it. Uh, so it could be, say, 30 days for a parasite, 60, 90 days for a bacteria. Then by then, if we're treating the yeast, we'd only treat it for about 30 days as opposed to doing, you know, two months on bacteria and two months on yeast. And once again, it comes back to your individual test results. How overgrown is this bacteria? How overgrown is this yeast? So how do we do this? Well, like I said, we have antimicrobials. There's healing diets, which are specific to each phase. Your parasitic one, your bacterial one, your yeast one, and then your rebuilding and your repair phase. Often there's supplement support for digestion because A, you don't usually have the bacteria to break down your food or you might have low stomach acid. For motility as well because I need you pooing daily to eliminate these toxins out of the body. And for any other symptom relief you might have, whether it's fatigue, headaches, migraines, bloating, allergies, those kinds of things. Some of these herbal blends that we use to rebalance parasites and bacteria might be oregano, might be allicillin, which is the active component in garlic, might be berberine, wormwood, or portiaco for candida. So there's lots of different ones we can use in lots of different combinations. 
So that's the first phase. Then we move on to that repair and rebuilding phase of that leaky gut lining and that good bacteria. So we look at using prebiotics to feed that good bacteria. We look at using essential fatty acids, glutamine, marshmallow root. All of these anti-inflammatory support can help to rebuild that leaky gut lining. And lastly, I always want to make sure that I'm supporting your liver because if we are rebalancing the microbiome and there's a large toxic die-off, then we need to think, hey, there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of extra work on your liver as well as, like I said, that beta-glucuronidase. If that was out of whack and we saw that something was going on with your estrogen, then we need to be supporting phase one and phase two of the liver as well to ensure that you're eliminating that properly. So then how do we know when we have removed these things in the gut? So doing, uh, you can retest with a GI map, of course, but because they are quite an expensive test, I usually wouldn't do that straight away. I would do a PCR stool sample just through your GP. So they'll just look for those parasites again and just double check that we have gotten rid of them. Then we'll monitor your symptoms with that bacterial overgrowth, see how you're going once we're rebuilding and repairing, and then we can start to go, oh, is there changes? Are things going well? Do we want to retest? Or are things really, really severe still? What else is going on? Because sometimes it doesn't happen in three to six months. Sometimes you're still feeling the same because you, maybe you've got SIBO. Maybe it's overgrown from your large intestine into your small intestine and you need to do some further testing. It might be um, SIBO breath testing. Just some of those things that we can confirm, okay, this is you know, ongoing, your health is never stagnant. It's not, you've got a candida overgrowth, remove that, you're done. It's not true. You've got to rebuild, you've got to repair, you've got to look for other factors that might have caused this in the first place. Once you've rebalanced this gut with the GI map and the stool testing and you are feeling a lot better, you're digesting your food better, you're not as bloated, you're going to the toilet regularly, all those things that make life so much nicer, then we can move on to hormones and Dutch testing. Because like I said, we've got to get that gut functioning right before we jump in and start playing around with those hormones. So to sum it up, stool testing is super, super important. I do love it. I love the GI map. I think it's a great test. It's one of my favorite ones to use. And it gives us so much data and so much information. And it's really important if you have had these chronic ongoing gut symptoms for a long time to jump in and to do some testing. So if you found that helpful, please hit subscribe, give me a rating. If you want to know more about the GI map and stool testing, then just reach out, let me know, send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm happy to send you a sample report. So you can have a look through and go, hey, you know what? I'm tired of this constipation. I'm tired of running to the toilet all the time. I want to get to the root cause of this and figure out what exactly is going on. If you're just struggling with symptoms that come and go and they're not that severe, then start with those foundational changes I talked about. Go back through and look at your dietary changes. Look at removing and reintroducing foods, supplement support, stress, hormonal, exercises. And if you don't want to do that by yourself, then jump in and sign up for my next round of the 12-week program. We can do that together. Or like I said, hit me an email and see if we can work one-on-one -on -one together. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking. Thank you.